Chào mừng quý vị tiếp tục theo dõi chương trình Tôi về Việt Nam trên kênh truyền hình FBNC và vị khách mời tiếp theo của chúng ta đó là anh Van Snow là kỹ thuật dựng của bộ phim Lửa Phật sẽ ra mắt vào tháng 8 năm 2013. Hey Van, hey. so much for coming. Man. Thank you. So how did you get involved in this in this project? Um, well, I first met Dustin uh, the last film I did, which was in Bangkok, and he was acting in that film, and, and mm. I met him over there, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and he really liked my, my editing and my work. I showed him some of the other films I did in, in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to be a part of this. I saw the script and loved the script. And, and an opportunity to come to Vietnam, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Have you done something like this before, like a fantasy movie, action fantasy? Um, I've done action films, but nothing really fantasy sci-fi. Okay. And, and I love fantasy films. I love science fiction. Mm-hmm. So, so I knew I'd love it. And what I seemed said, yeah. to be the hardest part of editing a fantasy action movie? Um, well, there's a lot of visual effects in this film, so you'll see a lot of green screens, so there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of CG, and I think that really adds a lot to the challenge because um, when you're looking at green screens, you know, there's nothing there, it's just green, mm. and so you have to imagine what's going to be there. So when you're editing, you're not seeing the final product. You have yeah. to imagine what the audience will see when it comes out in theaters, and, uh, mm. and I think that's a little tricky because, mm. you know, as you're editing, the film, you're like, oh man, is this ever going to look good? Is this green? You know, you know, mm-hmm. how's this going to look? Um, but you know, you just have to kind of go by faith and, and edit it the way you edit a normal movie and, and see how it comes together. How did you deal with the uh, the language barrier? Because all the script in the Vietnamese and you were the film yeah. editing, you have to watch this yeah. all day, right? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, all my friends are like, why are you editing a Vietnamese film? Man, how are you going to do that? Isn't, mm-hmm. isn't that impossible? And um, it was very challenging. Uh, I've never edited a foreign film before. But but I like I like having that challenge, um, but it wasn't too bad actually. Mm-hmm. I, I had an English version of the script, so I could follow along mm-hmm. as I, as I watched the scenes. Um, I had a great assistant editor who could uh, translate things for me. He spoke great Vietnamese and English, mm-hmm. um, and I all, you know I also put in like temporary subtitles to help me you know mm-hmm. through the editing process. Um, but it was certainly a challenge. But uh, but what I found what was interesting is because I wasn't focusing so much on the language since I couldn't speak it anyways, it allowed me to focus more on the editing itself mm. and the style that we were creating for this film. It allowed me to pay more attention to the body language, you know, like the mm. uh, very subtle twitch in, in an ear or just, you know, just re- very subtle emotional reactions from the, from mm. the actors. Mm. So, um, you know, it, it was definitely challenging, but, uh, <laughs> but it was good. Did you find any, you know, differences compared to other movies that you have done before? like in terms of like when you do the editing, you have to do like adaptation or something like that? Well, it definitely takes me a bit longer to do, uh. you know, than say an English film. Because of the language. Because of the language. It, it takes me a bit longer because, you know, I'll have to watch a scene, you know, with No Ton Von, like, you know, she, she's doing, reciting her lines, and I got like, what the heck is she saying, <laughs> okay. you know? And, and sometimes, you know, from the script, hmm. it changes, you know, they improvise on oh, set. Yeah. So I have no idea what she's saying, so that's when my assistant comes in and he helps hmm. uh, translate what's going on. And the post-productions of the movie have to be finished in, in Thailand, right? So right now, everything is in Vietnam, it's locked? locked? Yeah, I mean, we finished the editing here, um, but uh, the post-production, all the color correction, sound mm. design, music, visual effects, it's being done by a company that's based in Thailand. They do have an office here, mm. uh, content of post-production, but all, all the main work is being done by the artists in Bangkok. But so we don't do it here? 
Yeah, and your, your job is just they'll, they'll be Actually, they're doing a little bit of the work here at their office here, mm -hmm. but their main like their main company office is in Bangkok, so most of it will be done there. I'd say like 80, 90 percent. It's like the final touch before it's go to That's the right. theater. That's right. And, and your job is just basically yeah, the I, first I, part. I assemble the whole edit, mm -hmm. and I am uh, coordinating with post-production a lot mm -hmm. because, you know, like say we had an idea for a visual effect, and we edit it that way, and we send it to them to get their approval, like, oh no, this is impossible, you know, we can't do this, mm -hmm. you know? So we have to creatively come up with an alternative solution. Um, but, you know, we're locked now with the edit, with picture lock, and um, so now it's up to them to mm -hmm. do the rest of the post-production. So how many times do you have to revise the, the editing part when you, you know, do some fight reviews, and how, do you have to change anything, like, before going to the post-productions? Um, Hopefully not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, for this film, actually, it, it was it was pretty smooth sailing. Um, mm. Everything that we wanted to do, uh, we've been able to do. Um, so I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's it, you know it's pretty good so far at the process. We haven't had to change too many things. So besides work, do you have time to check out the city? This is your first yeah. time in Vietnam, right? Yeah, my first time. Um, yeah, I, I love the city, man. It's it's such a, a lively city. So much is going on. It's crazy and dangerous. What's your favorite thing to do here, man? <laughs> favorite thing to do? You know, uh, when I first arrived, I thought like, everyone driving the motorbikes out there are crazy people. Okay. Know? But, you know, I didn't realize I'd be here for, for five or six months now. Uh -huh. And I realized, you know, I got to learn how to drive a motorbike. I just got to do yeah, it. Yeah, I saw you ride a bike to work, man. Yeah, yeah. That's right. pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man. How did awesome. you get adapted to the traffic here, man? It's pretty tough for a foreigner like you, man. It's so tough. I remember the first few days, man. <laughs> I got on my bike and I was so scared. Yeah, I can tell. I, I've never ridden a bike in my life, not even in America. I know, man. So I had to learn how to balance on a bike, you know, let alone you know learn the traffic system here and, <laughs> wow. and the laws you guys have. First time in Vietnam and you ride the bike to work, man. Yeah, You're so brave. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I would stay late after work. I stay like 11 p.m. because okay. I was too scared to go out when there's still a lot of traffic. Yeah. So I'd wait like late at night to leave the office and go mm -hmm. home, but. But it took about two two weeks, and and I'm very mm -hmm. comfortable now. It's, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't think about it. So the uh, the editing part is pretty long hours, you said. Yeah, I mean, we frequently work seven days a week. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's flexible hours too. We we kind of make our own hours, mm -hmm. uh, which is nice. But it goes both ways too. I mean, we'll sometimes you know work. Uh, really late nights for meet certain deadlines. Do you follow the film crew when they do shooting? Um, editor, for this one I did not. Okay. Um, but did you have to? No, no, you don't have to. Oh, okay. But usually the editor will start working while they're filming, but mm. he uh, should not be on set, mm. I believe, because, uh, and the, there's an important reason behind that, is, is the editor, if he's on set and he sees, you know, like say they're shooting in a house and, and there's three rooms or mm. whatever, and he understands the geography of that. He knows where the cameras are set up. He knows mm. where all the props are and everything. But if the editor doesn't see that, much like the audience, they don't see that. So he can come from an audience point of view, and, and when, when I'm editing, um, I only see what was shot on camera. I don't see like all the logistical challenges that they were facing on set. Hmm. So um, I can make more objective decisions. Oh, really? How if I you edit. be on a set and you see everything, that's kind of hard for you too. Right. And also, if, if an angle doesn't make sense for me, hmm. I know it won't make sense for the audience. Oh, okay. Because I'm seeing it for the first time like the audience would. Hmm. So that's one reason why it's good for the editor not to be on set. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but it is important, I think, for the editor to start his job as soon as they start filming so they can expedite the process. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Um, it's very interesting to know that you learn all of this by yourself. 
yeah. you know, officially graduated from any school. How, how did you break into the industry, man? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't go to college. I <laughs> kind of self-taught. Um, I, I was really fortunate to get some great opportunities. Uh, mm -hmm. I moved to L.A. as soon as I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. uh, started off with just an internship. Um, okay. And from there, just moved up. I, I first started supervising post-production at a post house. Mm -hmm. And from there, I... I I got opportunities to edit feature films, and I fell in love with that. So, is college degree is something that require if you want to, you know, move along with this career path um, in America? For the film industry itself, I would say no. It's not entirely necessary, mm -hmm. and that's because uh, filmmaking is an art. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you want to go to film school, I wouldn't discourage you. Um, I think it's a great opportunity to meet people in the industry, to network, to find job opportunities. But everything they're going to teach you there, you could probably learn better and faster just by uh, working on a set of an actual movie. I think that's the best education, okay. is to actually work on a movie than to go to school and learn about it. Mm -hmm. um, not to mention it's more expensive that way. <laughs> but, I mean, can you just apply to be on a set to do like some, you know, Get some experience you, if you start, don't have a college degree. Yeah, you'll start from 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 the bottom, you know, as a set PA, and okay. it's grunt work. So that's the low, lowest part. That's right? the lowest of the low, and and everyone kind of has to go through that. You know, <laughs> even myself. Okay. You know? um, so is the guy that you tell them to do, you know, all, the, all a, kind of things. You're a slave. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone's slave. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> all right. For 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 movie, any movie. Just to learn, right? Yeah, I think I think it's it's best to 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 learn from doing yourself. I mean, the way I, I learned is doing my own films. Mm. I mean, I didn't have any money. You know, I had cheap camera equipment um, and, and a cheap editing system on, on an old PC. Mm. Uh, this is back in high school, but uh, I mean, just going out and doing it yourself, and especially now more than ever, when when cameras are so cheap, yeah. you know, every every computer comes with uh, free editing software. Uh, anyone can do it nowadays. Um, just take some time, and 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 I would also recommend uh, enter film festivals. Hmm. You know, and just just compete with other filmmakers and get to meet other filmmakers. That's, and, and my, I mean, that's what I did, and it, and, and it worked for me. But um, uh, it's definitely a, a valuable experience mm -hmm. to do those sort of things. So, what what seems to be a, like a typical career path for a film editor? You want to move from you know very first point, and then right. How, how do you develop yourself? I think like many positions. In the film industry, uh, there is no set path. Everyone has a di finds their own way very differently, mm -hmm. and usually in a way you would not expect. Um, I've even, you know, talked with many other editors and the way they got their jobs. I mean, it's it's one of those things, you know, the right right time, uh, right place, meet the right people. Mm -hmm. um, I will say this though, uh, it is good to find a good director for an editor to find a good director to work okay. with and partner with. For example, Steven Spielberg, he's mm. worked with his editor, Michael Kahn, for, yeah, I think, 30-plus years now or something. He does mm. every one of his movies. So when a director finds an editor that, that you know, they can work together well with and collaborate with, they'll bring him back for every movie. So, okay. so that's really kind of the goal, I think, for, for editors is to find uh, a director they work well with and to keep working with them. Would there be a chance for, like, someone from, from for a country like Vietnam to break into Hollywood? I mean... If you had some some skills, yeah, yeah. If you have the talent and the skill, I mean, I don't think it matters where you're from. Hmm. Um, I mean, I, 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 you know, it, it helps if you if you speak English to go to Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, if you have the skill, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, 
uh, and a good work attitude, good work ethic, I think is very important. But, I mean, where should they go to? I mean, I mean, what kind of doors are there for them to knock? I mean, so far away. I mean, is there like uh, like a place or like a networking opportunity? Or how how can you how can you break in into Hollywood? I mean. I'm not Vietnamese, but I'd say if, if, if you were in Vietnam, I would first get connected with, with the local filmmakers in this mm -hmm. area. I think that that's where you start. And I think uh, the first thing you want to do is build your craft, build your skill set. Mm. And then you have something to offer. Um, I mean, they have job opportunities, job applications online you mm. can apply to, um, I'm sure. And... Uh, uh, I mean, people are always looking for editors, especially freelance editors, mm -hmm. because okay. there's a lot of competition. I mean, like I was saying earlier, everyone has access to a computer that has editing software on it. Okay. So there's posts on like Craigslist or whatever looking for freelance editors, and they're all competing so freelance for the cheapest editors. price. Okay. Yeah. And that's usually a small budget movie, right? Yeah. I mean, it could be a movie, it could be a commercial, documentary, music video, mm -hmm. short film, student film. Mm -hmm. um, and some stuff you may have to do pro bono, might have to do for free. Okay, but just to show them you have skills, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, assign a uh, good faith, and and but I think more important than say the money is you want to meet the right people. Hmm. You know, the, the, your relationships, and especially in Hollywood, your reputation is everything. Hmm. I mean, I you know I haven't worked on any studio films. I've done all independent films so far, hmm. but even in that small community, it's mm -hmm. like people I've never met have heard of me. Mm -hmm. You know, and and if I have a good reputation or a bad reputation, mm -hmm. um, it sticks with you. Okay. So that, that's, that's. I see key. a lot of like small budget movies that making a big hit right now. I mean, how do you see that trends going on? I mean, yeah, I think it's great. I think it all comes down to story. It's as mm -hmm. simple as that. If it has a good story, people love to be entertained by a good story. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've seen a lot of big budget Hollywood movies that, you know, a hundred plus million dollars and they fail because mm -hmm. you know. They don't have a good story. It's 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 all recycled the same stories. So how is the relationship between like you and Dustin? I mean, he's directors. He's also played the main character too, and you were the, the chief editors. Yeah, you have to work uh, closely with him too, right? Yeah, uh, the editor. Um, in, in the film process, the editor probably works closer with the director than anyone else on set. They spend the most time together, mm -hmm. um, and Dustin has done just that. Uh, he's in there every day with me. You know, he sits behind me, and and you know, I'm just editing, doing my job, and uh, and you know, occasionally he'll he'll pipe in and say, oh, you know, what if we did this? What if we did that? You know, and that's mm -hmm. how we collaborate and work together. But yeah, it's been great working with him, and and I see him almost every day. Too. Okay, I see. <laughs> would that be anything that when they do it on a set that would make your job easier when you do the editing? Do you have any recommendations, something like that, for the crew here, like for? I I think. Uh, the nicest thing is they just keep things organized and labeled. Mm. Um, that's why they have that clapper you see, mm. you know, that, that you know, okay. to sync the sound. Mm -hmm. um, it has like the scene number and the take number and all. If all that's accurate, that helps me because that keeps the footage organized when mm. I go into post-production and, and pull the footage into bins before I start editing and assembling. Um, so so that, that's why that's there. That's why they have that clapper. Uh, to help the editor. What was the hardest part of uh, the editing process of the movie? Uh, for this one, it was certainly the language barrier. Okay, the language because, because I don't speak Vietnamese, and the whole <laughs> movie's in Vietnamese, you know? Uh, but like you know, I was saying earlier, I had an English script, uh, 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 English-speaking uh, assistant, um, but it still it was tough because it, just, it, took, it took a lot longer to go mm -hmm. through the footage, and, you know, actors will improvise, and I have to, like, 
keep up with them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember there'd be times, like, I'll be cutting a scene, and, and I'm trying to find, like, like, a certain sound that they make. It would be, like, my sync point. You know, <laughs> to me, it's a sound. For you guys, it's a word. Yeah. But, like, you guys speak Vietnamese. To me, it's just a sound. I'm trying you, to, you don't understand a word. I don't right? understand what they're saying. Something. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm assuming what they're saying is, is what I read on the script. Okay. And sometimes that changes. Mm. Um, but, I mean, while it was challenging, it was a lot of fun, too because uh, it, it allowed me to experiment in different ways I haven't done before. Mm. Um, and it was just really, it was, it was really cool. You know, I feel like once I've edited this film in a foreign language, I, I could edit anything now. All right, <laughs> you know? sure, man. Yeah. So what's next after this? Um, I'm going back to uh, the States. I actually leave tomorrow. And okay. uh, I'll go back there for, for a couple small jobs. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, in this industry, in, in the world of filmmaking, uh, it's hard to plan too far ahead. You never know when you're going to get that phone call and, and they want you to come and work on a movie mm. uh, in Vietnam. You know, I didn't yeah, expect I'd ever be here, so yeah. it's, you just never know. Mm -hmm. The teasers about the, the movie that was, you know, public before, mm. you know, pretty strong feedback from the customer. They love it. Yeah. The, the teasers of the uh, Once Upon a Times. You did that teaser too, right? I did, tell, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. Um, what kind of special effect did you put on and Wally, the, the, you know, the viewers. Sure. Um, yeah, as we were editing, we took a break from the edit to go and edit some trailers. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, did, we did the teaser. Um, we had an official trailer. Mm -hmm. um, we, should, we had two trailers, but uh, the other one hasn't released yet. But I, I love editing trailers, man. It's so fun. Uh, but it's very challenging because you have to tell the story of the film. Yeah. Um, in short time, right? In, yeah, in two minutes or two and a half <laughs> minutes. It's so difficult. People don't realize. I mean, the trailers make people really interested and want to see the movie too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I saw some of the comments on the internet. You know, people excited about it. Um, I, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that it's positive feedback. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Good luck with your next project. Thank you so much. Right. Hope to see you again in Vietnam. Certainly, <laughs> certainly. All right. Thưa quý vị vừa rồi là những chia sẻ của anh Van Snow là kỹ thuật dựng của bộ phim lửa Phật sẽ ra phát sẽ ra mắt và quý khán giả xin chào lại các bạn nha. Yeah. Vâng thưa quý vị vừa rồi là những chia sẻ của anh Van Snow là kỹ thuật dựng chính của bộ phim Lửa Phật sẽ ra mắt khán giả vào tháng 8 năm 2013 do công ty BHD sản xuất. Đến đây thì chương trình sẽ được khép lại một lần nữa. Cảm ơn quý vị và các bạn đã quan tâm theo dõi. Thân ái chào tạm biệt. Thanks